You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, Binge Views. Skip it, stream it, see it, Binge Views. It's time for Binge Views. Alex. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Binge Views on BingeMedia.net. Binge Media's weekly look at new releases. However, we got a little something special for you today. I'm your host, Alex and Sarah, and I'm here with a man who needs no introduction. Chancy, hey, what's going oh, on? Did you just cut out? I'm confused there. <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't need an introduction, but oh, I guess I had to give you one. You oh, beautiful. Yeah. What's up, buddy? <laughs> what's going I thought on? I cut out on me. Sorry. The, the, <laughs> the intro is a little, a little spotty. So. Nope, I didn't know just, if it was a law recording again. So. No, 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 none of that. Just being a dick. Just being a dick. All right. Uh, let's see. Now, we mentioned last Binge Views that it's the, the following couple of weeks were going to be kind of a dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of a very dry and sleepy and silent couple of weeks. So very barren, very dry barren. January, you could say. Mm-hmm. 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 And um, you wanted to get your uh, top tens out there. I figure, why not? Let's do it. You need to get your top tens out there. You you know you, you're not doing binge views for no fucking reason. At the that's, end of the year, right. you want to gather them all up together and you want to choose which <laughs> ones are the best. That's right. We didn't have a ton of binge view shows in 2021. Probably like, I don't know, 10, 15. It was, it was not a ton, but yeah, we like this week. There's like two very limited releases that that does not touch on the binge world. And then next week, Morbius mm-hmm. getting pulled. There's absolutely nothing. So we got nothing next week. So if we're gonna do a show, we might have to think of something else for next week. And then the week after that, we've got Jackass. And like I said last week, Roland Emmerich's new movie Moonfall. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we we can hit on these and. Uh, 2021 movies. I think that's a, that's a good time. You didn't get to do your list on the actual bench cast. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was gonna play. Uh, I was gonna pull clips from the boys doing their top tens from the full binge a couple of weeks ago. I sent in three, uh, and uh, Pete pretty much called it. And he's like, "I think Alex just sent me three movies to shut me up because he forgot to do it." Now he's totally right. So beautiful. <laughs> Uh, they did wind up kind of uh, drafting and figuring out what my final top 10 list would be for 2021, and they did a pretty good job. So okay. I'm, I'm going to put those I'm gonna put those out there. <laughs> I made a list based on their list of what they thought my list would be. That's basically what okay. I'm saying. Okay. Any, anything, did, did, did anything that you had sneak in uh, this, like doing this list at all? Like oh, the, yeah. The, yeah, there, there were a couple for sure. But they pretty much nailed it. They, I, I think there was right. one movie, Bad Trip, uh, the the Eric Andre movie, mm-hmm. that they put on my mock top ten list. But I I didn't see that, so that was the only thing. <laughs> Otherwise, they were pretty. They, were they pretty just strong. assumed like he likes Eric Andre. He definitely loved this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, Law was so passionate. He's like, we love Eric Andre. We love that show. He fucking loves this movie. Didn't see it. Well. The thing is, too, is that that leaked online early 2020. So I remember you guys reviewed that in 2020, but it went on Netflix in like April of last year. So technically, yeah, yeah there's, yeah. there's a lot of weird fluctuation shit with 2020, 2021 releases. So yeah, I like, mean, you know, 
Yeah, uh, Nomad Land technically released in 2021, but exactly, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, the these the last two years of theatrical releases have been fucking nuts. Uh, yeah. It's definitely put a damper on my uh, let's see, like movie going enthusiasm. I'm not a huge like rewatch guy. Sure. Um, I like to see that new new, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I like ritual. So I like going to the theater. I like driving there. First showing, second showing, whatever it is, like getting my blue IC. You know, I like getting all those things um, that make the movie going experience uh, part of my ritual. And didn't get to have that, so fuck it, fuck it. Build well, a goddamn theater in my new house. Well, you and I, we, you and I had an experience. We went, to, we saw Shang Chi when I was in Chicago last last year, so we did that. Yeah, yeah. a couple, had a couple. That's true. <laughs> I guess so. I guess. But yeah. 2021 lists. I mean, like it, like the, like Pete and Law said, these are always so fluid. This is a, my list right now. There's a there's a quite sure. a few movies I still haven't mm-hmm. seen. I mean, I haven't seen fucking Spider Man still. Okay, that, that's person. something that we should definitely underline. Is that obviously we haven't seen everything. Um, there's going to be notable exceptions for mine. Licorice Pizza is not on there. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if it would be. I haven't seen it. Let's just sure. say that I didn't see Licorice Pizza. I still haven't seen Last Night in Soho. So there there's a lot of biggies that I haven't seen yet. So just. Mm-hmm. Everybody keep that in mind, all right? Ever changing, and yeah, this will be a different list in like a month from now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, as of yeah. as of January, whatever day we are, this is this is. But shit, my my list is different. Fucking two weeks later, <laughs> That's it's <true>. bigger. <laughs> I fucking eight more movies out there. It's amazing. Not just three. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, like you said, uh, you know, if if we decide not to do any of the new releases next week or the following week, maybe we do a. You know, the uh, preview of 2022 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we could do it. easily do that. There's quite a few good things on the pipeline. Well, we just got word that Mission Impossible 7 got moved to 2023. So. All right. <sighs> Ever changing. Like, every, every fucking hour, shit's changing. <laughs> Somewhere Pete's fucking crying. He, <laughs> really... he might get Top Gun in May. He might get it. We'll see. Well, he really wanted to watch that new Mission Impossible on his fucking Apple Watch. It's true. true All the little, ads and shit. Little four-inch screen. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's get to our top 10 list of uh, 2021, our top 10 films, okay. including some honorable mentions. Now, do you got a couple of honorable mentions? I do. Do we want me to like, run through those real quick and then we like alternate 10 and 10? Yep, like yep, let's do it. Yeah, perfect. All right, so I've got, yeah, I've got four or five honorable mentions here. Okay. Uh, we, can just run, we can just run through real quick. We don't need to touch on it too much. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, that was like early uh, February that released. I, uh, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, Coda, uh, the Children of Deaf Adults. That that was an Apple release uh, that I really enjoyed this year. Uh, Old Henry, which was a western with uh, Timothy Blake Nelson. Um, it's uh, really hour and a half kind of old school throwback western action western. Uh, really surprising. That, uh, really like that as well. Uh, we had Saint Maud, one of the better horror movies of last year. Uh, hmm. First time director Rose uh, Rose Glass. Um, the last like 15, 20 minutes, that movie really kind of wrapped that up to like kind of a, a really, really good horror movie for me. Um, I think that'll, that could even jump up, uh, in future years for me. And then Zola, I remember we reviewed that. Uh, oh yeah. I reviewed that with law. It's like, it's where the, the Dick Facts with Chad C maybe have started uh, last year. That was an A24 release. Uh, this started from a Twitter thread. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was really another first time, um, director, uh, Jinx Bravo, uh, just really fun until it's not a uh, movie. Uh, it, it's about 
fucking strippers and uh, shit gets out of hand and mm-hmm. uh, gets wild. Um, you know, we get Cousin Greg from uh, Successions in that movie. I don't know. I, I, it's, a, it's a pretty fun watch. Um, but yeah, nice. that kind of rounds out my honorable mentions. What What do you got for honorable mentions? Uh, I got two. I got two. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm glad to see that Judas made your list. I'm surprised because I knew you really liked it. I'm surprised it's only an honorable mention. So I'm, I'm stoked to, to hear what the fucking rest of this list is. Must be amazing. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking flawless. Best list ever. For sure. uh, I got I got two. I got the documentary Val. Thought that was really good. Uh, you know, kid did a great job of narrating and being a part of the whole thing. And having not seen that dude for a while, and then seeing him here, it you know it was a little bittersweet. Especially the uh, that uh, convention scene was pretty rough. Oh, oh yeah, it's rough. And uh, I actually have a uh, superhero comic book movie here. Oh shit! Suicide Squad. Oh, great time with nice. that. Actually, one of the only movies that I, one of the few movies that I rewatched this year, just because it was, oh, wow. it's. I don't have any, like, th- there's no stakes in it for me. Sure. So yeah. I just it it was a good time. I laughed, and um, it opened with uh, one of my favorite songs. So there you go. Oh yeah, that would that would also be pretty close to my honorable mentions it was it was like number 16 17 in there but yeah i, I really enjoyed that as well yes uh, good fun very very fun time yeah it's kind of hard right. not to have fun with that it's james gunn so let's okay. do it yeah top 10. top 10 all right you want me to start yeah all right so my number 10 is a danish movie uh that technically released in denmark in november 2020 but it didn't release in the u.s till may of 2021 uh that is uh Anders Thomas Jensen's Writers of Justice. Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen this movie or heard about this movie at all? No. Okay, so this is, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. It's a, it's a crew, apparently, this guy. I've not seen really any of his other movies. He um, he works with the same crew, um, multiple movies, I guess. Um, but this is a movie about a soldier named Marcus. His uh, teenage daughter and wife are in a catastrophic train accident. And uh, his wife ends up passing away, and he comes back and is dealing with all of this. And one of the other riders on the train um, starts doing some research about how he thinks this wasn't an accident, and it was actually uh, there's a reason that this happened. And so it turned into a revenge story a little bit. He starts working with this crew of uh, really just these oddities, these nerds and uh, guys that can hack uh and find out who who did this and why these cameras and everything um it does a really good job of blending like tension and comedy and grief and drama all into this movie that really shouldn't work but it really does mm-hmm. um i had a really good time with this man it's it's really really funny there's a lot of heart here and Mads Mikkelsen is like one of the best actors working today he's just kind of uh, a freaking the dude i love Mads Mikkelsen um so yeah that's my number 10 movie nice. on here what do, you, what do you got? Um, let's see. What I got. Uh, number 10. All right. HBO released film. No Sudden Move. Ooh. Okay. Directed by uh, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, it, it was a nice return to form. I, I like what he does with ensemble casts. Um, yep. he, he, he does a really good job of balancing a lot of different characters, and especially if those characters are, are – uh, filled in by like really well-named actors, well-named big name actors. 
You know, you mm-hmm. got Cheadle in there. You got fucking Benicio. Big cast, huge movie. But, um, yeah, his, his way of just balancing all those big names is uh, pretty fantastic. And it, his, his ability to put them all into a room. And I know a lot of it's just the script or whatever. But being able to transla- translate that visually and put it on screen and put characters in a room and have them bounce off each other uh, is uh, it's just fantastic. It's it's one of the hallmarks that I like about his film. So no sudden. Yeah, I, I remember that was we did that on binge views. Um, yep. Fat, fat Brendan Fraser shows up in it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed that movie. It kind of came out of nowhere and was, was really good. Definitely a return to form, like you said, for him. It's mm-hmm. been a few years since I've actually enjoyed one of his movies. But Definitely. That was a good one. Number nine. Right. Number nine on my list is a movie that I, <laughs> one of my favorite theatrical experiences of uh, 2021, uh, saw this movie in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, I was going to a, it was like a weekend, going to a couple shows, stayed there overnight, and went to this during the day. Got really high, and uh, it's it's the car fucking movie, fucking Titan. It's a French movie from uh, <laughs> Julia Ducorno. Second, uh, her, her first movie, Raw, a couple of years ago. Um, this movie is, uh, it's 1000% not for everybody and uh, mm. it's definitely grown on me and it's not left my brain since I saw it. Uh, it, this, this lady in it is a real piece of shit. She's a fucking serial murderer who goes on the run and then gets kind of taken in by this fucking firefighter and there's a whole thing and it turns into, uh, a movie that you're not really expecting at all. There's a lot of hard in it. I'm going to say hard like 10 times. Fucking, I don't know. It, it's it's like a really, it's, it, it's like a, it's it's just really, I don't know. It's not left my brain. And uh, for that alone, it's fucking very shocking and weird and out there. And uh, I think a lot of people hate it. But for me, I, it's my number nine. Sorry. That's where I'm at. Fucking car fucking movie. Let's wow. go. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot to be said for the movie that sticks with you and you can't really understand why. You know, no, you can't really no, this, put it in words. There's great music. Like, Neil drops in this movie, too. Like, there's a Future Island song. It kind of feels weird and out of place, but it works, and it shouldn't. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about this movie that just is out there, but it, it just works. And I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you got for number nine, man? I think this uh, – I think I'll, I, I think I'll like this. I'm going to have to see if AMG has it. It's on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll. I don't know if AMG has it actually. Um, you, you may have to check on that hmm. and see. But it's it's a wild one. It's a wild one for sure. All right, number nine is <clears throat> another documentary. Uh, the boys mentioned it on the big show, full binge, and it mo- both of them made um, or it made both of their top ten lists, and that is the rescue. Uh, just fucking heart-wrenching it's harrowing one of the things that that i didn't hear mentioned uh when they reviewed it or or when they put it on their top tens is that i think a big part of why i like this did you see this or no i've not seen it no you know anything about it not really, other than the review, like the review on the the show. Yeah, yeah. The um, soccer team. I think there are a bunch of thirteen year olds uh, get trapped in this cave system, and only maybe a handful of uh, spelunkers. I don't know, cave divers uh, know that cave system in particular. So this one guy, you know, he gets 
he he calls all his buddies and they all got different skills and but they know the cave system and everything and one of the things that uh i loved about this that really sold it for me was this 3d rendering of what the cave system looks like and the different passages and tunnels that they have to go through it just made it that much more impressive that these dudes were able to to do what they did um to try to save these kids and it's fucking amazing it, it it's you know it, practically the entire world just came together all these specialists with these skills came together to uh to help these kids out and it's it's fucking amazing it's a great, it's a great story it's a great movie great talking heads and um you know it, it's it, <laughs> it it's just kind of mind blowing how they were able to save these kids so um it's it, it's fucking mind blowing so i'm yeah. gonna add it to the docket the rest for sure yeah nice. i've heard nothing but good things so yeah nice all right what do you got for your number eight number eight i have a i might be cheating a little bit here this might not qualify as a movie but it is netflix uh special it's bo burnham's inside okay. um which i think technically qualifies as a movie so i'm, I'm leaving it Okay, this is my fucking list. I do what I want. Um, yeah, this just this really just I, I watched this like four or five times this year. Um, I've listened to the the songs a ton. I'm a well, I've never been a huge Bo Burnham fan. I, I liked the, the, his first couple albums quite a bit, and then kind of fell off of him for a little while there. But this just came back and really summed up the uh, the pandemic the last <laughs> year and a half or so, being mm-hmm. trapped inside and. Uh, kind of your thoughts and everything he's just really i don't know it just summed up a lot of it perfectly for me and uh songs are really catchy um uh, really good i um bo burnham's inside number eight for me i still haven't seen Did you watch yet. this no still no. haven't seen it are you a bo burnham guy at all or not really i i, I don't dislike him i just no. i don't really know a lot of his stuff uh-huh. you know promising young woman was like one of the first ones that i was uh, that okay i saw him like long form because I had gotcha. seen him in, seen him over the years, like in in, in uh, stand up bits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that one movie he did uh, eighth grade or something like that? Yeah, he did directorial debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that and I liked that. But um, yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen this yet. I'm trying to stay away from anything that it, it, that is just mirroring what the fuck is going on in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's it true. really bugs me. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I know the guy's super talented, and at some point, I'll get to it, but. Yeah, man. Just, he wrote, directed, did everything, all the cinematography. Everything. I mean, it's just his singular vision of like him being trapped inside for the last year, and yeah, really awesome. works all around. So, what, what do you drinking? got for eight? What are you drinking, by what? the way? Ooh, I am drinking out of this Lollapalooza 2018 uh, pint glass. I'm doing Ooh. the PMC, man. A little sugar-free Red Bull vodka. I don't know if nice. he's sugar-free. He might just be Red Bull, but yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. No, he's about that sugar-free life. I think. Good. <laughs> Sugar hurts the teeth. I cracked open a uh, housewarming gift that one of my friends brought me. It's Blackberry Moonshine. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> so I got a little of that on ice. So it's my first drink in like a week. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm wind up Friday night. Punching my wife later. What? No. <laughs> Whoa. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're an open palm family. All right. Uh, my number eight is. Ooh, another documentary, actually. Ooh. Um, I remember shooting this off to the boys and I actually thought it was a documentary on something else until I started watching it. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm in. And that is untold crime and punishments. Uh, Oh, 
we watched this together, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last time, yeah, you were in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. Nothing to say. I mean, other than that fucking equipment manager is the best. And the John goes up there and punches him right in his fucking face. <laughs> it's, it's so delicious as he says it. Uh, he's just savoring it. Uh, just an unbelievable, unbelievable story. Um, the son is somebody you think is an absolute douchebag as soon as you see him. And then as you get to know him, you're like, okay, he's still a douchebag, but there's something there. You know what I mean? Like, he loves his father. He's passionate yeah. about like football and wrestling and just being a troll and just being, yep. um, just being a heel. And I fucking love that. And totally embracing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and ju- just <laughs> the the fact that this these crazy things keep on happening in life, right? These crazy stories keep on happening. And they're being documented. It's just astounding to me. I, I just, I love, I love where we are in the world, technology-wise, yeah. where we can capture this kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's fucking amazing. What was the fucking fan base, that section, section, I can't even remember. I was like name. fucking uh, section 101 or something like that. Yeah, this stuff, yeah, they're just fucking wild as shit. <laughs> so I, I love the, where they're having that uh, reunion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the sun is like. Yeah, they're telling me stories, and I know they're lying. None of that yeah. happened, but I just let them tell it. He's like, oh, God. He's like, I just let him, let him tell me it. And I'm like, yep, that definitely is How not How fucking true. gracious of you. <laughs> <laughs> Great fucking story. And, uh, yeah, I, I think at some point that's got to be a Lollapalooza group watch or something. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Great. All right, what do you got? Great. Number seven. All right. Number seven. Oh, I can't wait. You're going to fucking gonna get you all riled up here. This is my boy Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. Oh, my God. I don't I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get the hate behind this. I don't like, hate it. Uh, fucking Wes Anderson anthology movie. Uh, all right. Um, <clears throat> listen, I get... I can understand people like, all right, it's Wes Anderson style. I don't get this. Fuck that. Like, if you don't like his stuff, that's its own thing. Um, yeah, how the fuck are but, you going to a Wes Anderson movie now? And it's like, I don't like his stuff. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, like well, his aesthetic. It, it, yeah, I mean, he's eight movies so in. This is like, listen, as he's gotten his his filmography has kind of grown. He's definitely gotten more quirky, I think, and gotten more in his uh, his element. And granted, this is lower tier Wes Anderson for me. Um, it's not one of his best movies, but mm-hmm. all of these, every one of these stories worked for me, man. I don't know. I had a really good time. I think it, it, I didn't watch this when it originally came out. Uh, I actually watched it pretty recently. Um, and I went in with pretty low expectations and I, every single story I had a good time with. Um, I, I really liked when the first one with Benicio, I think is the strongest one. Um, <laughs> and then even, yeah, we had Francis and Timothy Chalamet in that second one there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I, I really had a good time. He, he, he does his, uh, he he does all the, obviously his, uh, he blends the serious topics with kind of the quirkiness um, mm-hmm. and, and throws it in there. And this is maybe a little more over the top. There's some uh, straight slapstick humor, you know, fucking Owen Wilson's driving his bike, like rides it down straight into the thing. And there's a lot of animated sequences in this movie. So this is definitely very Wes Anderson-y. 
Um, and I think his better movies are definitely the ones that are more grounded in reality. Ten and Bombs, Darjeeling Limited, Life Aquatic, those movies. But I don't know. I, I, I All these stories worked for me. It, was a, it, it didn't feel overly long. It was like an hour and 40 minutes for me. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of breezed by, and I had a great time. And I will definitely revisit this multiple times throughout the next few years. And, yeah, I don't know. It just worked. It just worked for me. I don't know. What, what did you hate about it so much? Like, I didn't did hate not... about it. I, I didn't hate it. Here's the one thing that's missing uh, that you've mentioned over the last uh, few movies that you uh, liked. Here's what it's missing. Heart. It has no okay. heart. It's zero heart. It's a very it... objective, non-emotional uh, delivery of these stories it's it's just like by the book and maybe maybe that's um part of the aesthetic right like maybe that's just because bill murray's character is editing the whole thing mm-hmm. or was the yeah. editor so maybe because he's not for emotion he has a fucking sign in his office yeah no crying uh, maybe maybe because it maybe maybe because it's that i don't know but that's that's what it's lacking for me is heart it doesn't it doesn't have any and i don't i don't like that i don't like that just and, that, just didn't register. So, yeah, okay. I I just don't think it has any. I think it just presents yeah. these stories without any emotional attachment to any of the characters. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of anthology movies in general, though. I don't know. For me, it just these were presented. I mean, I know these were stories that were like influenced when he was like reading whatever paper when he was a kid or whatever. That's that's he he took the stories that he originally had in his mind and then just kind of molded them into this um i don't know i, I yeah I, I i could i can i guess see that um but i think you give it like a five <laughs> <laughs> i remember you texting jack and i and like hey just you know i'm about to fucking annihilate this on the bench cast and I was, I was like, you didn't really annihilate it no you, i didn't no i was, I was fucking with you guys kind of okay but no. <laughs> yeah because you guys no, haven't seen know. it yet so i just wanted to yeah, and I think honestly, I mean, maybe that because I know that you're a big Wes Anderson fan too, and and I know Jack wasn't a big fan of this either. So I think I just had very low expectations going into this, and that yeah. maybe played into it for me. And I was like, all right, this is gonna suck. And then it just, I don't know, it didn't for me. I don't know. I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed each story and uh, had a good time. I don't know. I, it just worked. It just worked. I don't know how else to explain. It. <laughs> so I'll put it with the uh, Life Aquatic. It's like eh, oh. I've, I've seen those. I don't need to watch them again. <laughs> I need to leave now because that's my favorite Wes Anderson movie. So I'm gonna stop leave. it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. All right, you fucking hipster. Okay, uh, where are we at? Number seven. Number seven for you, yeah. Okay, number seven. Completely forgot this came out this year until uh, Pete and Law added it to my list. So I had to <laughs> add it to my list. Now I did do. There is some originality here. All right. So those two guys didn't just make up my list. I put them in order. Anything about that? Mm. Okay. 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 Is uh, Joe Carnahan's Cop Shop. Cop Shop. All right. Uh, Not seen. It, oh, you haven't seen it yet? Nope. It's on the list. Fantastic follow-up to... Uh... Oh, shit. Oh, what was it? The, the, the fucking Frank Rillo video game oh, movie? Yeah, last year. What the fuck? Boss was Level. That's what it was. Boss Level, yeah. Fantastic follow-up to that. Uh, I, I just love Carnahan's stuff. Just a dude. He knows what dudes like. A lot of shooty, a lot of fighty, a lot of funny, and uh, he packages it well. And the guy, you know, really hasn't let me down yet. So, uh, love me some Josie, and love me some yeah. Cop Shop. So and, uh, my and, and a, always a sucker for a one setting movie too. 
True. It all takes place in the prison, right? Uh, most of it, yeah. See, I'm just I'm not a Gerard Butler fan, and that's that's what's definitely deterred me from watching this sooner. Um, because I just don't like the guy and anything he does at all. Uh, so that's that's kind of my my one thing. I'm just like, is he is he good in this movie? Is he fine? Like, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> okay. He's okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, he's okay. He's okay. He's more of I don't mind Gerard Butler in like Law Abiding Citizen. <laughs> That's like the only movie that I like him in, and that's not a good movie. And I guess that doesn't say much for Gerard Butler, but it, he's he's decent in this. I know okay. you're a big fucking Down of Thieves fan, so Ooh, you, you might you, there might be something exactly. in Cop Shop that you might like. Who knows? Oh, it's on the list. I, I like Joe Cornahan a lot. I haven't seen Boss Level either, actually. Uh, so I need to do some Joe Cornahan catch up. But yeah, I mean, I like all of his earlier work for sure. So, okay, sweet. That's number seven. Number six for me mm-hmm. is a it's a little movie by director Michael Sarnowski, who off this movie is now directing the new Quiet Place movie part three. <laughs> um, it is a movie called Pig with Nicolas Cage. Yes. Uh, um, you know when this first trailer came out, everyone's like, "Oh God, this is John Wick, uh, but with a pig. His pig gets stolen and or killed and whatever it is, and he goes on revenge tour, and that's what." Walking into this movie, that's what I thought this movie was going to be. And, of course, it turns into something completely and utterly flips you onto its head. And it's not that at all. It's a very fucking sweet movie. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a movie about dealing with grief. And uh, Cage delivers a fucking Oscar-nominated worthy performance, in my opinion. Uh, he's fantastic in this movie. Which is, he's always good when he wants to be, right? You know, there's yep. the, definitely those paycheck movies. Um, but this movie just, I mean, it really just caught me off guard. I didn't expect really a ton going into this and it just kind of floored me um i had a really good time with this man i really really good time um yeah i don't know what else to say i'm not gonna get like i'm not gonna touch like 10 minutes of like talking about it each of these plots of this movie people have been talking about it so yeah pig is my number six (laughs) nice yeah all right my number six is a prequel uh to a tv show that i was really looking forward to and i think I, I was super nervous about because it came, I mean, I, I, I guess a decade after the final episode of the series ended. And that series Longer is The that, Sopranos. Right? Yeah, it was seven when that finale aired. Shit, there you go. <laughs> and um, that movie's uh, Many Saints of Newark. And I this... This film did a, itself a, a, a service by focusing on – not focusing on Tony Soprano, you know, in total, you know, focusing it on, on, on Christopher's uh, father. And I, I I loved it just because – I'm a huge, um, like, gangster movie fan, and this is just another great gangster movie. You take the Sopranos out of it, it's a fucking great gangster movie. I'm not sure – I don't look at comment sections anymore. I don't look at people's fucking reviews of films anymore. Like I'm, I'm just out of it. The internet's too loud for me. I can't do it. So I'm, but I know that it got shit on, and I'm just, I'm not sure why. Um, because if they went heavy with the Tony Soprano references, or at least shoehorning, trying to tie it into the main series, and the people will complain about that too. So I'm, I'm not sure why people were upset with do you do you have any idea why or no i don't, I don't know man I, I haven't i still haven't seen this either um, oh okay 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I love The Sopranos. I, it has been way too long since I watched it. Like, I remember, uh, so the finale probably aired in 07. I remember mm-hmm. binging the whole thing probably 07, 08, and it's been that long. And I, I had every intention of going back and re-watching the series before because I'd forgotten so much of it, and I just never got to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean. the reason why I haven't watched it, so. It's a commitment. Um, oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, and they're all hour, over, like, an hour, ten minutes long. Yeah, they're like not, like, it's not like, I got to hit play on the next episode. Like it's fucking draw me in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wanted to watch this, obviously. It was high up there. Um, I loved it, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, I think... cast, the cast was great. I love the story. Mm-hmm. And there, the introduction to um, the sporadic VO and who that VO is is just fantastic. It mm-hmm. it's it puts a puts like an eerie lens while watching the movie. It's it's just yeah. it kind of creeps you out a little bit. So that's my number six. Okay. Um. Let's can, can we do a pee break for binge views here before we get to the top five? Because I've been been chugging these Red Bull vodkas and you know it's got to happen. How dare you? So. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right. You want a pee break? I need, I need to pee at least. You guys. Oh, for fuck's sake. I have a suggestion. Can we do a quick pee break? Yes! Have you got the pee break or do I got the pee break? I can do it. You got it or I got it. Here we go. Now, the piss in all the bottles rises high. But nothing hides the sound it makes when it hits your thigh. It'll dry and just no time Pissing on your thigh We are pissing now A lot of piss came out of my penis Binge cast all night Drinking high life We are pissing now I mean, wow Binge cast all night Piss on our thighs We Trying to get back to our mics on time. Who wants to chime in here? We'll round up TV and review some flicks tonight. Probably. Then budgets have a group surprise. Yummy. the balls tonight. We are now. Tickling pickles and shit. Bitch cast all night. Fuck your mother. Hey girl! We are pissing now. It's piss provoking. Ooh, can I get back first? Nice. You just beat me. God damn it. No, I didn't just beat you. I've been here for about five minutes. <laughs> Big sweep. All right, you back? Back. Fantastic. All, All right. right, where do we live off? Five. Top fives. All right, what do you got? This is my number five. This is an A24 movie. This is Sean Baker's Red Rocket. Okay. Uh, um, this is uh, fucking MTV VJ, Simon Rex. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, heard this. he's playing Mikey Saber, who is a washed-up porn star who is returning back to his uh, Texas City, Texas, after a stint in uh, L.A. as a pretty famous porn star. 
and no one really wants him back. He shows up at his ex-wife's house, and she's living with her mom, and he's just kind of a piece of shit, and he's the most charming motherfucker ever, though. Like, he's just so charming in this, but he's just a total dirtbag. <laughs> he's, like, uh, just manipulative, you find out. But throughout this whole thing, he's just fucking really solid. This is one of the best performances of the year. Um, I know he's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. And it seems like Will Smith is going to be a shoo-in for King Richard. But guess what? I think this is a better performance than Will Smith is King Richard. Um, Damn. Out of nowhere, too, man. Like, it's just a really dirty, grungy movie. This is Sean Baker who did The Florida Project and Tangerine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's very indie director. Um but this movie, man, like this is really just on the back of Simon Rex's performance here. Uh, I've really, really had a good time with this. It is a just a dirty, dingy fucking movie, but he's just so good, and it's just it kind of goes places you don't really expect it to. Um, it probably it has like four or five endings. It seems like like you think it's over, and then it just kind of keeps going. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's set in 2016 uh, during you know trump's uh run in texas city texas so it's kind of like a rundown uh does, area so that, does that play a part in it? or at least oh definitely yeah definitely and you can kind of see parallels between uh mikey saber and trump a little bit i don't know how much they're really doing he's doing there but you can see some parallels there for sure with this guy um but i don't know man it, it was had a really good time with this um so yeah there's number five what, what do you got two, what do you got for? two hours and 10 minutes yeah i don't know i don't know if it yeah, I, I don't think it necessarily feels that long, mm-hmm. though. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we'll get to my other this this and one other performance here in my my top four uh, or my favorite two performances of the year, and this is this is one of them. So sounds like it's up my alley. Yeah, I think you would. Yeah, I think you would like this movie a lot, man. Yeah. All right, my number five is your number six. Ooh, that's Pig. Oh yeah, uh, that was a huge surprise to me. Um, just because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't yeah. see any trailers, didn't read about it, didn't hear about it. Oh, I, I actually heard about it from you. Um, but, you know, it's not like you gave away the plot or anything around that time. I don't, did you do a binge views on it? Did we do a binge views on it? I don't remember. Yeah, I think we did. I, I okay. think it might have been Law and I, but yeah. Because <clears throat> I remember hearing that. and, and that That's the thing, right? You, you just mentioned is... When Nick Cage wants to be good, he can be good. Mm-hmm. But everything with him is like a coin flip anymore, you know. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just kind of hard to hard to nail him down and stuff. Uh, so yeah, is he yeah, trying to pay off his taxes or is he not? Like, what was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that uh, let's just say that dinner scene. Oh my god! I mean, everyone's going to oh, talk yeah. about that. Who loves the movie? Okay. So uh, that that was uh, just phenomenal, phenomenal. Great. All right, what do you got? Number four, this is, uh, I think his movie from 2017 might have been my number four that year as well. This is Paul Schrader's The Card Counter, um, first reformed in 2017. It was one of my favorite movies that year. I fucking loved it. It's, uh, you know, Lonely Man, like, damnation's coming for him. Um, <laughs> this thing, Paul Schrader just really works for me. I don't know what it is. He's, uh... It's just kind of depressing. It's a bleak yeah, you're movie. both miserable fucks, that's why. <laughs> yeah, probably, right? <laughs> it's just fucking bleak as shit, man. Uh, Oscar Isaac is great in this movie. Haddish, I know people have been talking about her a lot. She's, she's good kind of, 
Yeah, she's miscast. People say that. I think she's fine in this movie, though. Mm-hmm. I don't. She's not playing like an over the top Tiffany Haddish character. I kind of get that, but here she's pretty subdued. Ty yeah, Sheridan, well, I think. Yeah, it's she's not in good in this. She's just not over the top and yeah, or stand out in any way. She's just yeah. very serviceable. Not being annoying. Yeah, the top. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very. Sorry. Yeah, Sheridan, I think, is great in this. Defoe is good. Um, it's really bleak. I'm a bleak motherfucker. It just, I like it. Uh. I don't know. Yeah, I like this movie. So, number four. Number four for me. All right. <laughs> um, Law, Pete, you guys failed me. You didn't put this on my top ten. And I didn't put it on my top ten. So, fuck you guys. How about that? God damn it. I love that movie. Fuck. Completely oh, forgot. Connor? Completely forgot about the Caracana. I, I fucking love that movie, man. There's so many Hard Eight vibes in it too. Mm -hmm. It's almost a fucking remake of it, but uh, just with that Paul Schrader, you know, pessimism. I guess. Oh yeah, great word to sum up him: pessimism. (laughs) Yeah, and big Ty Sheridan guy. I I, I like that dude a lot. Yeah, was it? Did we have that argument about like we were talking about? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We don't. uh, Yeah, it's uh, Ty Sheridan. The kid from uh, Kings of Summer. I know there was another one, yeah, too. Like, yep. Yeah, Jurassic World. Get Nick Robinson. Right? There you go. <laughs> no, it's not the same guy. This guy is just guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, fucking bleak. Bleak as shit. Not a good outlook on whatever, but... Uh, I mean, that's what First Reformed is, though, man. That movie is fucking so depressing. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just Ethan Hawke just being a priest with doomsday clock like <laughs> yeah it's it's that, that 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 lonely man damnation all that shit just just is paul schrader to a team mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. good shit good shit fantastic what do you got for number four? mine number four it's a little movie that was released uh, a couple of weeks ago on netflix and that is adam mckay's don't look up don't okay okay uh again uh I know that there's some backlash on this. I don't know why. I don't really care why. Like, I'm not going to search it out. Um, I, Law said something about, uh, you know, like, people are saying it's not as good as it should have been. But I'm like, mm-hmm. well, then fucking make a movie. You know, I, I never understand that yeah. comment. But uh, I, I just, I love the... I think my brother or somebody said it. Yeah, it was my brother said it. It's kind of like this generation's uh, idiocracy. Okay. And I was like, okay, I can kind of see it in that lens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I love how fucking, I I love how funny each character is. Did you see this or no? Sorry, you cut out right there. You love how funny each what is? Each character is. Oh, character, okay. Yeah, they're all just like really defined. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like the anti- um, uh, like Veep or I feel yeah. like one of the other sitcoms, ensemble sitcoms, where it's not like everybody has a line, right? Everybody's funny, but they all like mm-hmm. – they all could be talking from the same voice. There's no individuality in them. Uh, whereas here it is. You know, like DiCaprio is fucking hilarious. Jeffrey Lawrence is hilarious. Uh, like everybody is just in their own lane fucking funny, and I love that. Um, and the ending is is – just phenomenal and after watching it once my big takeaway was something that dicaprio says at the end of the movie and it just like really struck me like it really really hit me hard 
and then to find out that it was completely ad-libbed uh, wasn't in the script, and that just kind of blew me away. So um, don't look up. Is my, Are you talking uh, about the, the dinner scene when he's talking yeah. there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did see it? I, yeah, I've seen this movie. Yeah, it, it didn't, oh, okay. didn't, quite, didn't quite make my list. I liked it. I, I feel like it kind of uh, it was a little too long for me. It just kind of dragged I could see that. on. Like, it, yeah, it just kind of like, all right, I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I had a good time with it for sure. I did not hate this movie. Yeah, it movie. almost seemed like they wanted to put more and more uh, scenes in there of people reacting to things, like different people mm-hmm. reacting to things. Uh-huh. Um, and and just couldn't find a way to pull the plug on that. Yep. I agree with you. I I think it might be a little long, but it's you know it's, it's what we got. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. Uh, I I I fucking really dug it, man. I it yep. just I laughed so fucking hard in it. I I love, <laughs> I, I I love DiCaprio's uh, characterization of the scientist. I think he's just fantastic. Yeah, he's great in this role. Jonah Hill is probably my favorite part of the movie. To be honest. <laughs> he's, just, he's just the worst. He's just the worst, dude. <laughs> I, I oh my know, god, there's, we're gonna be alive like... and we're all rich. Oh, <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, there's just something about Jonah Hill's comedic timing that has always worked for me. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I just love the guy. Like, I, I don't know. It's <laughs> super bad. It's so fucking top notch. And, ju- and just uh, to bring it up, because I know people are gonna make a, and and it is, it, it's a big political movie. So like, I get it, mm-hmm. but I don't like, I don't. I don't like it because of that. I appreciate yeah. it because of that. Um, so, like, I don't have a big, well, this checks all my left or right boxes, so I'm going <laughs> to yeah. like it automatically. It, it's just, it, what it's part of the background. It's what it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just, just satire on fucking can exactly. play for a lot of shit for even the last year, last two years, mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Yeah. Number three. This is a, I don't know, man. This is a movie that has just been lost, completely lost. I'm really dumbfounded by it because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. This is Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Um, it came out the same week into Spider-Man, which doesn't help anything. Um, but this is fucking a great movie. Like, it really is. Like, I know. I can't wait. A, a phenomenal cast. I mean, it just, the cast is insane here. Like, it, Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Willem Dafoe, Tony Collette, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, David Strathairn, Mary Steenberg. I mean, you can just keep going down the list. It's a phenomenal cast. Um, Cooper's performance, I think this might be his best performance ever. Um, not that that's saying Whoa. a ton. Um, he's fantastic in this. This, this and Simon Rex. Are my two favorite performances of the year. <laughs> Wait, he said not not that that's sanitized. Are you not a Bradley Cooper fan? No, no, no. I'm, I mean, what is he? I mean, I'm trying to think of his like biggest movies that he's like delivered like a crazy like. I'm sure a Star Is Born is what people bring up, right? He directed that movie. Oh, well, Silver Linings. Um, Silver Linings, yeah, sure, American sure. American Hustle. Um, yeah, yeah. I, not a big American Hustle guy. Um, Fuck off. How about that? Well. It's, like it didn't love it um the, he, he's playing a uh just a, a creepy there's a there's a lot with this character he's he's uh he's another kind of piece of shit character that kind of is a drifter he latches on with this carnival and becomes uh he links up with tony collette's character who is like a median type uh and he he just kind of spirals from there and you, you get this movie plays out over a course of like it's like a very epic timeline for sure mm-hmm. um it, it's a long movie it's two and a half hours um and it, it maybe drags a little bit in the middle but 
I think the last 20 to 30 minutes of this movie, fucking, like, the payoff is amazing. It's fantastic. Um, everyone here is really good. Guillermo is fucking, I mean, set design. I mean, it, it, that's what, it, it's just really weird to me. So Guillermo fucking won Shape of Water, won Best Picture, all this shit. He releases this movie in 2021, which, granted, I'm not saying shit's normal right now. Mm-hmm. Disney, mm-hmm. this is a Fox property that Disney kind of just, like, all right, wrote off and dumped. But I, this is, I think, a movie that's going to be, like, found in later years here that are be like, why did this kind of go unnoticed? It's it's yeah. really weird. I don't know. It, it, it's a fantastic movie. I think a lot, if you like Guillermo's stuff, I mean, this is Guillermo to a T. It's a very film noir, um, very, like, the cinematography is amazing in this. The score is great. All the performances are awesome. I, I don't know. This this is a movie that I think people should definitely seek out and find. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Blanchett's great in this movie. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's it's very strange to me that this is just kind of just blip in the radar. All right, bye. <laughs> I don't know. It's that's very weird. Strange. Yeah, that's... I, I, yeah. Do you make heads or tails of that, or you're just as confused as everybody else? Yeah, I mean, it, it does, like I said, it, this was definitely marketing. Like, th- th- this is one of the last Fox properties Disney's just kind of, like, dumping. They, it, it came out the same week as Spider-Man, so that didn't sure, help sure. it. And then, of course, all the movies came out on Christmas and then kind of pushed it to the background so it wasn't well marketed Couldn't they have saved all. it until like february or march probably but yeah, didn't, yeah it's just disney man that kind yeah. of assholes i don't care so mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know i think a lot of the people in the binge verse that like anything i've not heard anything about this really like granted i'm not on facebook and shit anymore so i'm not in the binge sure. group or anything but i've just heard nothing about this it's really weird i i, I don't know I, I once this is i know they're releasing a black and white cut i think in february maybe as well I mean, this is very film noir, like I said, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. check it out. I think people will really like this. It should be seen. Yeah, sure. it's, it wasn't playing by me. You know, live a, a mm-hmm. little further out, well, way further out than where I used to live. Um, mm-hmm. So my availability to, uh, you know, get movies like this is few and far between. But um, bit, let's yeah. do a little uh, mini binge views. Well, I guess this is already binge views, but uh, regular binge views. Uh, you know, Tony Collette, you know, she's been on fire the last couple of years. I can't imagine this is any different. Nope. Does she have a big enough role where, like, she or, or is it a small role? I, I, I guess what is her presence in the movie? It's definitely a supporting movie. role. Yeah, she she's she's in the first half of the movie a lot more. Um, the last half is definitely driven by Kate Blanchett and Bradley Cooper. Um, mm. but yeah, she she's a, a big part of the first half of this movie. Okay. So yeah, man, performances all around are great. Direction's great. Everything. It's Guillermo to a T. I think. Yeah, yeah Shape of Water is your favorite. Del Toro, right? Uh, no, not my favorite Del Toro. Wait, it, it, I really liked that movie. I did like that movie and the fish okay. fucking movie, um, but it, it's not my favorite. I don't somebody know, else I don't on the it. bench staff that's her favorite uh, Del Toro. Anyway, okay. I, I, um, well, yeah, I'm a, yeah. I, I'm doing a. I don't want to tip my hat too much. I'm doing a game for the big show for the full binge, and uh, I am watching Chronos uh, for the first time. It's gonna be oh. a first time watch, so. I'm stoked. Very stoked. Nice. Can't wait. All right. Nice. Where are we at? Number three? Number three for you, yep. Number three. All right, here we go. We're going to early 2021. I believe it's earlier in the year. Um, with a uh, epic 1960s Chicago film. Huge cast. Phenomenal, phenomenal performances, excuse me. Uh, and that is Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, again, these last two years have been crazy. We all know that. 
um, especially as far as movies go and keeping track of when things come out. So I could have swore this was last year. I could have swore this was 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it feels just, like it. Yeah. I mean, as we all know, the, it, these last two years are kind of a blur. So, um, <laughs> man, that the fucking the, – the cat and mouse game in this is so good. And yep. it being set in an urban environment uh, during a time – a very tumultuous time in this country's history. Uh, and to have it represented, having that time period represented by like some of the best actors right now, right? Dave Kaluuya, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, um, Fat Damon, you know, all the greatest, all the greats. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Damon's awesome. But I'm, he just, is, I'm yeah. just saying, I'm just saying, uh, I, I fucking, I really dug this movie, man. I really dug it. Uh, Juice and Black Messiah. There we go. Yeah. I had a great time. I think, I mean, Shaka King is the director of this, and I think yeah. I remember texting you. I think it felt like a really early kind of Scorsese movie a little bit. Like, did, I, yeah. I think this is in my honorable mentions, but I think this is one of those that could, you know, as the years progress, definitely jump up there like a 2021 standouts. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I really liked this movie a lot. And I think probably none other than reason than I only watched it one time. If I watched it again, I, it'd probably be in the top 10. But yeah, I had a really, really good time with this fucking all around. I mean, Lakeith is one of the one of my favorite actors currently working. Can't wait for the new season of Atlanta. Fucking yep. great. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That was number three. All right, number two. Deuce deuce. All right. Second uh second Timothy Chalamet movie making it into my top ten here. Fucking Dune. Come on now. Dune. Fucking fucking Dune. Fucking Denny. Dune. Uh if if there was a theatrical experience of uh my favorite of the year, this is easily it. I mean if there was a movie that said like, "Hey, watch me in the theater," this was that movie because it's just fucking so epic in scale. Now that we know we're getting part two, um, that's why this movie vaulted up to <laughs> number two for me. Because if it would have just been a one off, it would have felt very incomplete because it kind of just ends and it says mm-hmm. it opens with doing part one and I'm like, oh okay, uh, all right, we get a sequel now we're good. But yeah, man, I everything about this movie, just the scale of it, um, cinematography, fucking Hans Zimmer score uh just really all around this this plays just perfectly for me like everything i want in a movie this really just delivered um mm-hmm. all around I, I had a great time oscar isaac's one of my favorite current working actors same with brolin and bardem um denny just knows he just knows how to deliver this this scale of uh, of a movie like i mean blade runner 24 and i know that's not everybody's favorite but like that just is so epic in scale for me. And it just, it just works so well in a theater. And it's just like, that's what the theatrical experience for me is. Like, yes. I'm trying to escape for two and a half hours or two hours or whatever it is. And this just took me to Arrakis. It took me there. And I just was transported there for two and a half hours. And it just fucking, I, I, I like, I'm a big fan of the book. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I, I really love Dune. I, I can't wait for part two, uh, 2023 next year. Um, I'm glad that we're getting a part two at least. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's number two for me. Where are you at? My number two is a little movie. It's a little, it's tiny. You can barely see it. Called <laughs> Boiling Point. Oh, okay. I did it not is see the uh, one shot, one setting film uh, set in a restaurant following Stephen Graham, who plays a, a chef. Uh, who has just been run rung through the ringer, um, stressed out, and uh, this shift 
this service is uh i'm trying not to spoil it it's just a culmination of all the bullshit that's going on not only in his life but a lot of other people's lives too i love the way this movie flows um especially like with one shots I, I i like going from one person to another and then following their story and then go, being handed off to another person and following their story all within this restaurant or you know say birdman with the production or whatever i'm just a sucker for that it, it just it, it makes me immersed in the film it makes me feel like i'm there because there's no cuts you're just following this person then you're following this other person you know it's it makes me feel like I'm there. Stephen Graham is so fucking good. I must have watched uh, The Irishman twice in 2021. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of it was because of him. Oh, he's he, great. It, yeah. He's just fucking it's such a great actor, man. And he just... To think wearing about that guy shorts. from like... Fucking wearing the shorts to the table. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Shows up in shorts. <laughs> Ten minutes, I wait. Uh, yeah, just, just to know that dude from like Snatch as mm-hmm. Jason Statham's buddy, and uh-huh. then to see the 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 uh, progression of his fucking career is just amazing. And then for it to for for his career to to uh, make it to something like Boiling Point, where he's like carrying the majority of the movie for a very technical movie, you know, to pull off a one shot movie is very technical. Um, I, he just wears it on his face. He wears the stress on his face. Uh, and not, not, and not to say that like, he's the, he's, he's the only part that's good in it. I mean, the, the supporting cast is also phenomenal too. So, um, there's one scene in particular, Pete mentioned that we talked about it a lot on the binge cast. Um, uh, with uh, a couple of the pastry chefs, that's when I was like, "Ooh, wow, this hit a little too close to home." You know, it's it, it's just a very, it's a very real movie, and I, and I like that. Awesome. It's one of the things I loved about it. So, uh, Boiling Point, my number two, another one that's on the docket. Not seen it yet. All right, There's what is your fucking top movie of 2021, Chad? It should be no surprise. To anyone that's listened to me on this network for the last four years, right? I've mm-hmm. been doing the binge since 2017, right? Ooh, mm-hmm, four years, mm-hmm, four years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 2017, my favorite movie of that year was Phantom Thread. 2021, my favorite movie is fucking Halloween Licorice Kills. Pizza. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <It was> all- <laughs> Licorice you Pizza, Halloween man. Kills. You said anybody that knows me. I was like, <laughs> fucking, of course Halloween Kills is your fucking favorite movie then. Hey, I didn't hate Halloween you're Kills. That ho- you're that horror guy, man. I, I yeah, I like horror. I you like, like that Uh but yeah, fucking Licorice Pizza Man. I PTA is my favorite director. Um don't get me wrong, I love me some QT, but there's just something about PTA. It's hard for me to describe. Another miserable I, fuck. Maybe. <laughs> my, I don't know. His last few have been kind of uh positive. Like Yeah, true. Phantom Threads, fucking sweet fucking sweet movie. Sure fucking, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, marriage and poisoning each other and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, man, this it just it's it's like one of the so twenty nineteen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my favorite movie, QT. But this is another one of those like fucking. It's just like a hangout movie. Like there's not a, a ton of plot. There's not a ton of plot with this movie. It's a you're dropped into the San Fernando Valley in the seventies. 
you're with Alana Himes' character, you're with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's child, Cooper, Gary Valentine, Alana is her character as well. And they're just, it's it's him as an entrepreneur, he's trying to do a bunch of shit. I'm not going to, I know you haven't seen this movie, so I'm not going to get very spoilery. Um, this movie's based on a lot of, like, real people in real life. Hmm. Um, like, they're, what, they're, do you, what do you mean? I mean, so, I, I know, I know what that means. I, I guess, like in a certain so, industry, or just like no, no, people no, so we already know, or yes, yeah, yeah. So, so like, they're all everyone in this movie is playing a like a fictional version of a real life character, like, uh, like Sean Penn's playing Jack Holden um, from the seventies. This is a lot of PTAs, like his remembering of the San Fernando Valley growing up in this era. And so a lot of these characters are taken from that. Like Gary Valentine's like a real person, but there's obviously his creative freedom that he does with this movie. And like he plays into whatever else. Uh, a lot of negativity around this movie is coming from the, uh, which I think this might've been Jack's problem with it is that Alana Haim is playing like a 25 year old and Gary Valentine's like a 15 year old. And they kind of have like a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big issue for a lot of people, apparently. I I didn't even think about it once watching this movie. And then after seeing it, like the discourse around it, it's just kind of baffling to me. I don't know. Like I didn't I didn't think about it one time while watching this movie. Like I took it as like her trying to be an actress and he is a child actor and she is like she makes it in with him and he gets her like an interview with an agent and everything. So she's like getting a lot out of this relationship even more. So I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird to me, the discourse surrounding it. It's strange because it's really just a hangout movie. And it's both of these actors, like first movies. um, They're amazing in it. Like they're just, you would never guess it in a million years that these are their, their first two (laughs) fucking performances. Granted it's Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid Cooper. Um, He's, he's got the genes, right? (laughs) But I, I loved this movie, man. I this is this movie ended, and I said I want to watch that movie again right now. Uh, I've seen it twice now. I'm probably going to see it again mm. before it leaves theaters. Um, everything about it works for me. I, I I love the score, Johnny Greenwood. This is one of his three scores this year. He did fucking Power of the Dog and uh, Spencer as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Bradley Cooper's great in this. Uh, another Bradley Cooper performance. This is supposed to be. Uh, He's playing the hairdresser. Like, I can't think of his name actually. Who he who he's playing in this movie? But he's he's got got fifteen minutes of screen time and he steals the show when he's in it. Um, all in all, man, yeah, I, I loved everything about this movie. I don't understand the hate it's getting. It's easily Paul Thomas Anderson's most accessible movie since mm-hmm. uh, since I can fucking remember honestly, because a lot of them just haven't been that accessible. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not not saying he has been, but. Um. Yeah, I loved it. Loved every minute of it. Loved the poster. It's it's great. Fucking great. Number one, easily, easily. How were the needle drops? Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. it's just great. There's of course the Bowie you hear in the fucking trailer, but there's another. It's it's good. They they do that in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I can't see you not loving this man. I I'll be shocked if you don't. Maybe you will hate it, but I. It, it's just so, like. You just are transported to this '70s fucking era. Of these like don't go into this movie expecting like, oh, what? there's a huge payoff. There's a big plot. It, no, it's just dropped into this fucking '70s yeah. San Fernando Valley of Gary Valentine. He's like this entrepreneur. He's got a lot of shit. He's a child actor, but he's he's uh he's 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 got all these like 
business ventures that he wants to get involved in as well. And uh, yeah, man, I, it, it's fucking great. Fucking love me some licorice pizza. Is licorice like, uh, you know, when you're watching it, you can picture fucking uh, like Dirk Diggler and John C. Riley like driving in the background or something. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, probably. Like yeah. living yeah. in the same universe kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, nice. I think so. I think so for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm just kind of dumbfounded by the discourse around it from people that I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Number one. Number one. Like for I me. Said, Sorry. Like I said, fuck the internet. It's too loud. It's too goddamn loud. That's right. Uh, what What do you think is? Because I was thinking about it when you brought it up. What What is PTA's most accessible movie? I mean, it's it's got to be Boogie Nights, right? I guess so. That gets I fucking mean, really weird really quick, though. <laughs> there's a dick. There's a big old dick at the end. I yeah, mean, but you got to wait two and a half hours to get there. <laughs> I mean, Magnolia, definitely not. Punch no, definitely, definitely not. not. And I revisit, dude, I see, that's that's that was what my, like, I didn't spend my holidays, uh, like, I haven't watched Spider-Man, Matrix, Kingsman, like a lot of these movies. It, yeah. it was revisiting PTA's movies and David Lynch movies. And so, like, oh, I revisited Punch Drunk Love and The Master and all that over the last, like, couple months. And yeah, I mean, it has to be Boogie Nights. It has I feel to be like, Boogie right? Nights. Yeah, I think you're right. I, yeah, this... But I think this is probably easily his most accessible since then. Like, I mean, there's no like crazy. You, know, you don't see fucking Cooper Hoffman's dick in this movie. Okay, it's not. It's not like 15 inches long. Like, whoa, Marky Mark. Jesus, that is a dick fact. Even though there's no dicks involved. Oh, good. Hey, there's no dicks in this movie. Dick fact with Chad C. Um. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. does this, have any, oh, that, this is what I was going to ask. Uh, Inherent Vice, not my favorite PTA movie. I don't even think I'd like that movie. It's been a while. I only watched it once, and I, I just really didn't like it. Yeah. Does this have any of that kind of vibe, or is it just similar in just like visually with the 70s kind of feel? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the only similarity. That's the only thing? Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's not a lot of correlation here that movie's just he's fucking out of his mind high every that was a very day. casual question by me a very casual movie <laughs> fan question they look the same are they the same <laughs> jesus christ no i think that's about it yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right all right what do you got number one man what are number you number one my number one's your number two. Oh shit and that is denny louise dawn oh yeah i think i was the only person in the theater watching this Really? Yeah. Oh, nice though. It always oh, fucking phenomenal because uh, it was at, it, it was it wasn't in one of the bigger theaters. Oh no, it was in the bigger theater. Uh, I was thinking about fucking. I think we we're in the smaller one for Shang Chi or something. Uh, it was in the bigger theater and fucking love the situation I was in. Peripheral, completely covered by the screen, but. Not so close where I'm just, my neck is hurting and cranked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was just perfect. It was like I had a visor on. It was it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even, I, you pretty much just nailed everything that I loved about it. You know, like, um, I love the performances. I love, I love Oscar Isaac's character. I, like, I just fucking love his character, like, as a dude, as a father, who's just like, Yoop. I got to do this. I like, I fucking have to, like, I have no choice. 
my family lineage says I have to do this. And in order to protect that, I got to do this. I'm trying to protect you. You're my son. He's just, he knows that the odds aren't great. He know he's kind of sniffs out a fucking, uh, that there's some fucking shadiness going on. And mm-hmm. he still does it. He just has to. He's, he is a fucking man's man in, in Dune. I, I, I just love Oscar Isaac's character. Mm-hmm. Again, another another film where I think, uh, and I'll, I'll actually say this about Denny Louis as a whole as a director. He does a great job of immersing the viewer into the world. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, whether it's uh, cartel shit at the border, or you know, fucking out in space, or right doing some up. Blade Runner shit. Or you're on Arrakis. Like, he brings you in. Are you getting tortured by fucking Hugh Jackman and prisoners? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, shit. Fucking spoil the whole thing. Spoiler alert. Paul Dano, you haven't seen prisoners? God damn it. God God. (laughs) (laughs) No, I saw it. But I. I, Seven years old. I don't feel bad. I. I, Man, I I was just really deep into this fucking movie, man. And it it was one of those things where I, I, I tried to read the book before and I'm like, it's, you know, it's, I I don't, for an epic, you kind of have to have a lead in like an epic book or an epic novel. You kind of have to have a lead in. You need some breadcrumbs to get in there. You need something to fucking, uh, something from the book that you get exposed to. And for that, for, for me, it was the movie. The movie gave me everything that I needed to start the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense. No, yeah, 100%. But, uh... I, yeah, I think this... I mean, the whole Dune world is right up your alley. We talked about that when oh, I was... Oh, yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's Game of Thrones. I mean, it just goes mm-hmm. on beyond. I mean, there's so much. We'll see what they actually do beyond the second part of this movie, but... Right. I mean, there's so much to this universe, for sure, that they can... I mean, I know HBO Max is making a uh, TV series on the the Benny Jessica already, so... Oh, really? Yeah, there's a... There's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so shit. there's a like Rebecca Ferguson's uh, where she comes from, essentially like her. Yeah, there's there's a whole lot to uh, this universe, and it can be expanded mm-hmm. on. And yeah, I'm excited for sure. I mean, part one was only the beginning. It seems like so. Yeah, can't fucking wait, man. Can't fucking wait. You say part one was only the beginning. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> pretty normal, right? Part one's only the beginning of this. Exactly, Dune, uh, it's pretty normal. This Dune, no uh, fucking shit. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, by, by the time it ended, I was like, oh, my God. I got to fucking read this book. Yeah. And uh, I don't – And the first thing I thought of was like, this is greenlit, right? Like, the sequel is greenlit. And it wasn't. It was Not only like time, a couple no. of days later that it, the news mm-hmm. came out, right? Yeah, it was like the second weekend because we are like, first weekend, it like – Open to like thirty or forty or whatever it was. They were like, we need to need to get to that, and then they're like, all right, Greenland sequel. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, I would have felt very was... incomplete. <laughs> it just yeah, I mean, I, I, there's I, I, a lot of that for me. I think is a lot of studio shenanigans. Sure, it's like, why are you going to put out part one? And then, well, maybe we'll do part two. Shut up, you're doing part two. You know you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. HBO's yeah, it's Warner. They're all doing weird shit right now. Everything's experimentation, whatever else. So I get uh, it yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the fucking they're all very fluid right now, man. So fluid, so fluid. All right, let's talk about uh, some of the shittier movies this year. I'm sure Ooh, you saw can, a lot of them. I'm not gonna lie. I need to take another pee break before we do this. You so, fucking uh, asshole! You goddamn 
I mean, I could do it all day, but you gotta pee again. Two Red Bull vodkas. What do you want from me? Or actually, three at this point. Four, and then plus a highlight. Be a dude. Be a dude. Just sit there and fucking sweat like the rest of. All right, let's go pee. I gotta pee too. All right. All right. Cool. I'm gonna go piss. You just let Evan sing for a bit. Uh uh. We're taking a piss break sound there. Is that what we're doing? God damn. Tonight the bitch cast is so loud. Fighting and farting makes us proud. Bigfoot is on his way. Taking surprise booze. Garrett's gonna give us a four on ten. Four out of ten. Wasted as fuck, we can't deliver. So I'm never gonna drink again. Well, maybe one or two more. Now, uh, here's something funny. I love sweetness. You back? This guy's not back yet? Oh my fucking god. Okay! Okay! Alright, until we uh, hear from Chat C again. Uh, 708-406-9546. can leave us a voicemail. And we will uh, answer it on the BingeCast. Which we do every Monday on BingeMedia.net. And if you want to subscribe to our Patreon. If you want to subscribe to the Full Binge, which is our Patreon. It's five bucks a month. You go to patreon.com slash binge media. You sign up. You throw us five bucks. You get the full binge, which is the extra two hours of the binge cast. As well as Pete's commentaries, exclusive commentaries, Jack Attack Tuesday, the monthly happy hour, uh, which unfortunately, guys, I'm sorry, we're not going to be doing in January. This fucking house, new house. Hey, new house, new problems. Am I right, guys? Am I right? 2022. <laughs> um, and uh, that's it. Yeah, Beautiful. I guess that's it. Yeah. Also, uh, when you subscribe to the full binge, you get access to the Discord or uh, private Discord server. And um, people are talking right now about Mission Impossible getting delayed. So Pete's very sad. Not yet. D posted about Louie Anderson. And, uh, yeah. Be love today as well. Starving. Should All right. Be, um, what be. are, <laughs> what is, <clears throat> what are, um, some of the worst movies of the year? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't back. I had to run downstairs to the garage, get another beer. Understood. I'm out of breath here. All right. Okay, I'll, go so... for, I'll go first. Catch your breath. Catch your breath. Got it. Got it. Catch yeah. your breath. Um, now you didn't see Matrix, uh, Rev- Revolution. Um, uh, resurrections yeah resurrections. i have not i've not seen it yet i can't i've not heard your review on it either so this is exciting yeah i actually haven't reviewed it yet um <laughs> it's not good well i mean that's not that's not it's not like it's hard to say it's not good it's not good it's not good at all the first probably half hour of the film i can't help but to be a little nostalgic 
a little bring me in. You know, once that WB logo turns green dog and I start seeing that fucking the binary code trailing down, like I'm getting goosebumps. You know what I mean? Like the first matrix is in my top 20. I love that movie. I love that movie. Still great. Um, and I kind of like the opening to this. And like I said, I like the first half hour. And then it's very apparent very quickly that Lana Wachowski is the director, obviously one half of the team that brought us the original Matrix, Mm -hmm. uh, didn't want to have anything to do with us. Yeah. yeah, they didn't want anything to fucking do with this because uh, it's very apparent because <laughs> they make it a part of the story that she didn't want to have anything to do with this. So, um, I I just wish like if you were doing that and if you were basically saying fuck you Warner Brothers, I don't want to do this, and I'm only doing this because somebody else is going to do it if I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Then fucking give the fans something. You know what I mean? Like, give the original, give the OG fans something instead of just burying it. Yeah. And that that's the thing that kind of pisses me off about it. Um, I, per, I, I think The Matrix should have stayed a single movie and definitely uh, let it let it just lay. I'm I'm super OK with the Animatrix. I think they're better than the, the fucking sequels and they're basically all prequels. Um. But th- this is just, it's just unfortunate because if a studio is going to hold a fucking gun to your head to put a movie out, all right, do it in spite. I totally get that. But pay a little tribute to the fans. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's 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 weird, man. Like, this movie has made $36 million total. Like, it's Yikes. not just a bomb. It's not just a bomb for pandemic. It's just a bomb. No. Like, this is a huge bomb. That's like, epic it, proportions right there. It isn't. Yeah. And HBO Max, of course, didn't play a ton into that because, I mean, granted, maybe it made 10, 15 million more opening weekend, but like, no one gave a fuck about this. And it mm. just kind of came with a whimper. Like, yeah. Another reason I haven't watched it is because I, yeah, I revisited the first mate. Grant, like you said, I love the original Matrix, seen it so many fucking times. Uh, I revisited that probably late October and had every intention of rewatching Reloaded and Revolutions before this, and I just could not bring myself to watch those sequels in order to like watch this. And that's where I'm like, all right, I should probably watch those again. But I'm like, I'm never gonna fucking watch those again. I just mm-hmm. don't want to watch those. So, yeah, I can't. I've not heard it. I, no one I know that like I respect their opinion on movies has watched this and been like, yeah, you should check it out. It, it's just all the same, like. It is so bad. It's like a bad fan fiction movie. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah, man. That that kind of sums it up perfectly. And yeah. it kind of sucks because that first half hour, like I said, I was getting nostalgic. I was getting a little emotional, and then it's just like, oh, you're getting a little nostalgic. You're getting a little emotional. How about I just shit in your mouth right now? It's like, oh, thanks, Lana. <laughs> thanks, Lana. <laughs> Lana. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. Brutal. Okay, so. I can get to my list of the worst. Do you have like a full list or do you just have a couple? No, that was one that stood out though. Okay. Um, I've got five. I just wrote down five, which were really easy. I could write down more, but spiral, uh, the, from the book of jigsaw, fucking whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> okay. Chris fucking rock and Samuel Jackson. 
It just goes without saying. It's just so fucking awful. It's they're trying to like capitalize on the saw shit, and yeah, yeah. there's no clever twists or anything. It's all just bullshit. It's fucking terrible. Um, Snake Eyes. The I know. Oof. Sorry. This is one of your picks. The tournament. The auction. This uh, was Matrix, pop- motherfucker. Oh, sorry. What are you talking to him now? Huh? <laughs> I wonder why you lost. Um, yeah, I need to call in with my final update. Guess what? Spoiler alert. Law fucking destroyed you guys because he had Spider-Man. That's all, any, that's all any of you needed to pick. If you just would have picked that by, <laughs> if you would have picked that by itself. It's made like, what is it made? $572 million. The next closest is Shang-Chi with two twenty four. That's it. Picks, but, that's yeah. it? Come on. That sixth week of Matrix, dog, is going to fucking... They, everyone's going to hear about it. They're going to go on... Cool. Yeah, Snake Eyes is fucking brutal. There's, it's just fucking awful. Just trying to capitalize on GI Joe bullshit that those movies never did anything. I love GI Joe as a kid. One of my favorite action figures. It, it's never needs to be made a movie. Just stop it. Um, old fucking M Nights, just shitty ass fucking. Oh god. Oh my god, it's so awful. Like the dialogue in this movie is so bad. The acting is so bad. Like it, it's like. He's trying to be like, oh, this is like the happening. I meant to do that. No, you fucking didn't. You didn't fucking mean any. Like, you're trying, and it just doesn't work. It's so fucking awful. I hated every second of this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. nothing about it is redeeming for me. I just did not like it at all. And then my final two are two fucking Tom fucking Holland vehicles. Not Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, One of them's on my list, yeah. Yeah. Chaos Walking. Yep. And fucking Cherry, this fucking Russo Brothers Apple TV Plus movie that came out in, like, February or March of last year. He's, like, this old veteran who falls back into, like, heroin and shit. It is just so fucking awful. It's, like, two hours and 40 minutes of just him, like, making a joke about being, like, a soldier of PTSD. But he starts, like, selling drugs and doing drugs and... Mm-hmm. There's literally, like, I think I talked about it when I did a review. It, like, there's a butthole scene of this movie. Like, it it shoots out of his asshole. Like, there's you see this little, like, hole, and it's like, oh, he's getting an anal inspection. And, like, the camera pans out of his, like, fucking sphincter. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, are you trying to be clever? Like, what? what is this? Like, it's just not even funny or, like, it just doesn't even follow the movie. Yeah, it's like, who's this for now? Yeah, it's fucking rough, man. Th- those are easily my five worst of 2021. There's a lot more I could add, but... Those stood out as the worst, the the, the worst of the worst for me. <laughs> like, yeah, Chaos Walking was really bad. Oh my god, that was brutal. Somebody had an idea, and they were just like, "All right, let's go," and they yep. fucking secured <laughs> fucking uh, a budget for it and everything. They got investors. They got fucking, Doug Lyman, and then Doug well. Lyman just shed all over it. He's like, uh, "Give me a paycheck, sweet." He's like, uh, yeah, it's a good idea. Well, how do we figure out? No, it's a good idea. We're just going to film it. Let's go. <laughs> we don't figure out shit here. Nope. No way. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at some of these worst of lists on the old interwebs. Mortal Kombat was probably there, too. I fucking hated that movie. It's rough. Some Space Jam there. Oh, yeah, that was brutal, too. Warner Brothers had a lot of bad movies in 2021, which is it kind of makes sense. And I picked them all. I picked them all for our fucking contest. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, if you look back and you're like, "Oh, these HBO Max day and date," and you look at their schedule, you're like, "Oh, these were all kind of shitty movies." Like, Mm -hmm. outside of Judas and the Black Messiah, there were some good ones. Godzilla vs Kong was fun, but like the little things in January last year with like Denzel and Jared Leto, it's like the most forgettable movie ever. There's Mm. so many like just pretty rough fucking hbo max direct releases it's like mm, okay king richard was in november it just mm-hmm. kind of came and went yeah will smith's getting all the oscar buzz but 
All right. And then Matrix, of course, in December, we just talked about. But yeah, a lot of those movies were just not fucking players for anything. Like their next big movie is The Batman. So we got that March 4th. If it holds, we'll see. We'll see. Can't wait. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) The longest cut, two hours and 55 minutes, apparently, before credits. So yeah. Yeah. Longer superhero movies ever. Saw that. Saw that. All right. Yeah, what do you got? Anything else? Nothing? Nothing else that comes nah, to your mind for, for worst? That's it no. for me. I need, I need uh, Lawn Pete to make my worst of 2021 list. <laughs> Fill it out. Yeah. You're like, I correct you, motherfuckers. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right. All right. I think we did it all here. Wrapped up our so. tw- 2021 best films. Talked about some of the shittier ones of that year. And uh, look, I'm, I'm not sure what the what the forecast for this for this year and theatrical releases looks like do you i mean i, I i'm sure oh, yeah. you're on calls all the time about this kind of stuff so you tell Definitely. us yeah i mean if you if you want to save it we can save it for now because there's nothing next week we can do a 2022 preview like you said um yeah let's do, do that. that then yeah, yeah, half an let's... hour next week just touch on the the highlights that are coming this year because yeah shit's ever changing but there's definitely some standout stuff that we can we can head on for sure how about this office talk how about we table that huh oh fuck like it like it thanks sweet thanks pete all right uh everybody uh 708-406-9546 leave us a voicemail we'll answer it on the binge cast like i said and uh subscribe to patreon uh five bucks a month patreon.com slash binge media and uh chad i think we'll be back next week with uh possibly a preview possibly something else but we'll be back next week Let's fucking do it. Can't wait. All right, buddy. See you. See you. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget. Shut up. I'm waiting. Oh.